the Batman podcast for people who hate Batman. I'm Danny. And I'm Chelsea. And we, we, we aren't anything. We need, to, we need to have a better intro. Uh, today we're talking about Batman and Robin, the 1949 Batman serial. I'm so glad to be done with the 1943 one. Yeah, honestly, I was dreading this serial because of the 43 one, mm-hmm. but compared to how bad the 43 one was... I, at times, almost enjoyed this one. This is really bad, but it's so much better right. than that. Like, the the girl part has word lines. And it, she has a name. She has, like, a full name. And a career. And, like, characteristics. Yes. She has a personality. Yes. It's not a good personality. But we could it's, probably name five things about her right now probably. that have nothing to do with, like, her relationship to anyone. I, I have a lot of problems with Batman. I have a lot of problems with Robin. I would argue this is a better movie. I think this is a worse Batman movie, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, like, just from my understanding of Batman, like, I feel like he's supposed to be, like, this big, tough hero guy. And then, yeah. like, the last one, Robin saves his ass all of the time. Right. Whereas in this one, that is not the case. Right. Like, it's so rare that there's, like, actually a, an episode titled, like, Robin Saves Batman. Or, I think... They went too far in the other... Let's, we'll get well, into yeah, that more. We'll talk about it when we get there. What did you think, first of all, about how Batman looks? I think he this? looks like a terrifying serial killer, man. <laughs> you think he's terrifying? That mask is creepy. Yeah. Like, without any other context. Like, if he was wearing, like, a black turtleneck and black pants, and, like, just showed up in that mask, you'd yeah. be like, oh, this dude is, like, into some satanic. Rituals. The, the ears are they're too pointy and they're mm-hmm. kind of out to the side. They look like horns. Right. Yeah. He looks like the devil. Yeah. But like, but like, like you wanted to be the devil for Halloween, but your yes. family was poor, so yes. your mom made your. Yes, costume. that's what I wrote down. It looks like his mom made his Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yeah, like that's what exactly like. what it's like. Yeah. I, I think I read somewhere that they actually initially they had a uh, a different actor playing Batman in this, and he dropped out at the last second. And they did not change the costume. So the, the costume is, it's too big for this actor. Right. They didn't alter it at all? No, they, they didn't. I forgot to write down the name of the actor. Did you? Of this actor? Yeah. Yeah, his name's Robert Lowry. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in over 70 movies, which is way more impressive than uh, our friend Lewis. Mm-hmm. His movies included The Mask of Zorro in 1940. Uh, here's oh, a fun fact. He was really, that was a good movie that was like a legitimate yeah that was like a good movie like that's something that like people that are super into film like see and talk about that holds up today yeah um so tangential fun fact about this actor so George Reeves um would later play Superman on a 1950s TV program The Adventures of Superman Mm -hmm. so he who who plays Superman and Robert Lowry who plays Batman in this Mm -hmm were in an anti-venereal disease film produced by the military in 1942. Yeah. It was called Sex Hygiene. <laughs> and it mostly Sex concerns... Sex Hygiene. 
sex hygiene, which should maybe be the name of this episode. <laughs> sex hygiene, which mostly concerns syphilis and mm-hmm. how one of their, like, barrack mates, like, had sex with a hooker, got syphilis, mm-hmm. and, like, how to treat syphilis. I honestly would love to track this movie down and watch it. Because it sounds... We can totally do, like, a bonus episode. Amazing. But we've got to, it's got to be online somewhere. Yeah. I would literally... I'm going to write down bonus episode yeah. next to it. Because I think that is a must. I think I read about this. This was... This wasn't just, like, a brief, like, PSA type thing. This was, like, a full-length movie. It was movie. a full-length movie that, like, I, I think was shown this? in movie theaters. How could you do that as a full-length movie? Because they had the whole plot of, like, oh, we're army guys and... Oh, we're whoring around, and then... you stretch that over, like, two hours? How much plot could there possibly be? Oh, I don't know if it was two hours. I think movies were shorter then, Okay. But even the same, it's like one hour. How how could you stretch this guy's syphilis into an hour? I think that you could give me any topic, Mm -hmm. and I could bullshit talk about it for an hour. Okay. So, for me, it doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. But, like, I get where you're coming. I kind of want to put that to the test. Well, I am very serious. That could be another bonus episode of just giving me a topic and we'll put a timer. It's fine. We can do it. It's amazing. It's one of my... like the least interesting bonus episode, though. I don't know. I... Because you could take it on tangents as long as you stay, like, within, you know, Uh the realm of the topic. Yeah. Really good at it. It's just a skill honed from many, many terrible dates. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, how's, uh... That seems to be the main thing. This is becoming a Batman slash relationship podcast. How's sure. Your, uh, how's your relationship? How's your boyfriend doing? It's going well. Uh, my boyfriend is very good. Uh, this week we went to a memorial for his uncle, um, who was a who, who passed away I think about a month ago from little cancer. Oh. Wow. Um, and he was apparently this incredible man who was so funny and went out of his way to do like. Ex- to go the extra mile for so many people and it's super important to my boyfriend and his family in general. Um, and I just felt like terrible for not having ever met this person. And like, you know, when someone you really care about is mourning someone, but you haven't met them, there's almost like this like disconnect of like, I want to know this person so that I can empathize with you more. Yeah. Um, so the memorial service was at the Kerr, the Walter Kerr theater, uh, where he worked since I think 2000 and, seven so almost 10 years and it was just such a great service I mean there were multiple people who spoke my boyfriend was one of them um Bryce Pinkham uh who was in Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder not that long ago wrote in this lovely letter that was read um and it was it was really really nice because it was like I got like a little touch of like getting to know this person Uh Um, and understanding how much of an impact he had on, like, the theater community and just on people in his life in general. It didn't matter whether they were, like, actors in shows or, I mean, the man who cleans the theater at the Walter Kerr was there because he and Harry had such a great relationship. Um, and so a nice thing they do if you're, like, really involved in the theater is that they'll dim the marquee, um, for, like, 30 seconds or a minute and so they actually did the marquee twice that day uh, for Harry. So it was, it was really nice. And it was, I met some of his family. Um, I think it was just... Good for you. Good yeah. for you being there for him. That's, that's well, really I mean, important. it was like something that like kind of selfishly like I wanted. Like I wanted to know this person even just a little bit. Uh-huh. 
because of how much of an impact he had on people that I know. Yeah, there's, uh, there's anything selfish about that. That sounds like the definition of selfless and caring. It was a long but very nice day. Uh-huh. And I got to meet some of his family. His grandmother is the most amazing woman. She's like this tall. Chelsea's indicating a very short height. Very, <laughs> very short. She's very short and thin, but she's just like like the definition of like a pistol. Like, you know how your grandma would be like, oh, that person's just a pistol. Uh-huh. She's so funny and rowdy, and <laughs> she was talking about... She once got uh, banned from Madison Square Gardens mm-hmm. when she was uh, pregnant with one of her daughters uh-huh. because uh, the ushers were worried that she was so like fired up about the game that she was going to go into labor, so she wasn't allowed back until after <laughs> she yeah. had her kid. So, yeah. No, it was a great time, uh, and I was very lucky to go and be able to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. I've had a weird relationship with my grandmother. I was talking with her not too long ago. It's like a red flag. I have a weird relationship (laughs) with my grandmother. (laughs) But like... I feel like I... She's not as interested in talking to me as I am in talking to her. Oh, yeah? I spoke to her for like 10 minutes and then she's like, well, seems like you don't really have much to say, so I'm just I'm just gonna keep going. Oh, no! Yeah. Yeah, I... I love older people in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love, I'm like obsessed with people's stories and I love hearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've gotten older, one of my grandmothers has very advanced dementia. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, she does not, uh, remember a lot. And it's been going on for like six to eight years. So I like, I missed a crucial part of like, you know, when you get older and you realize like, Hey, my grandparents used to not be old. Yeah. They used to do stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have stories to tell, um, but my other grandmother is a hoot and a half. Her name is um, Betty Jo. Well, if I do all of her last names, Betty Jo Bennett Wilder Smith. Um, she's been divorced, so that's why she has so many okay. last names. You, you could not be more from Kentucky. Yeah, I know. She is um, from the Appalachia region of Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, specifically Cumberland, not near Lake Cumberland. If anyone is listening and doesn't know, but Cumberland, um, specifically Benham, and like she is that like a big distinction? Like it is, is that... because like Cumberland Lake area mm-hmm. is this like big lake. There's like tourism. There's more people that live there. Cumberland, Kentucky, is on a mountain, uh-huh. which is. It's actually the tallest peak in Kentucky. Uh-huh. Uh, it's way different. It was like okay. mining, and basically that's it. Um, and so she like grew up there, and I hear her stories now, and I feel so lucky to have her like to hang out with. Um, she also loves to get drunk, which is a really bonding thing between us because <laughs> uh, we both love to get drunk with each other. And then my mom won't. So then my grandmother, who is at least seventy-two, although she likes to say she's thirty-three. Um, is she called my mom a wiener because my mom won't get drunk with us. Uh, so, you know, she's like a crazy lady. I've got tons of stories about her, but like... I got a uh, friend who, uh, I'm sure we'll have on the podcast and stuff because he's the, the biggest Batman fan. Um, he has a, a one-year-old son that, I told you about it, he's the yeah. terrifying Batman poster yes. on his son's crib. Um, but I just can't wait to, to tell him all these tell the son all these stories about his dad. Oh my gosh, and yeah. There's some really horrifying things his dad has done. I 
used to noodle around like having this this book idea that I'm still super obsessed with that would kind of require setting up a, a website and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like calling it stories I won't tell my kids <laughs> um, and having people be able to submit anonymous stories of like I did this thing. Not even like I was drunk and I did whatever. But yeah. just like things where you're like I can't believe I did that. You know? This this friend um, I, I think it'll be okay for me telling this story. Oh, this is another one I guess I'll have to check. But uh he used to do this thing in, like, middle school or maybe high school where he would steal stuff out of people's backpacks and he'd leave a banana behind. <laughs> <laughs> and he got, like, his whole school talking about, like, who is the banana bandit? That is amazing. <laughs> I would definitely tell my kids that story. <laughs> but maybe when they were in college. Yeah, yeah. So, not in high school, I feel Or like. when they're, like, one. Like, his kid is. Yeah. I don't know. One-year-olds. I guess he's not going to know what you're talking about. But if you waited till he was, like, two or three, then he would, like, probably mimic that in a way that you would not like no. as a parent. Let's get back into to Batman. So... Yes. Uh, we, we talked about the costume. That... Or before we even get into that, let, let's just go down uh, what happens this. The intro. I thought this was a huge step up. I literally wrote... Well, let me get past all my cast notes. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Wait, so in the first 20 seconds, we already have more backstory than we did in the entire 1943 yes. serial? Yes, there's so much more backstory. Yeah. The, the special effects and the cinematography, it was a huge step up. Yes. It was so much more interesting to watch. Still not good. No, no, no. Not good. <laughs> the bar is very low right. at this point. But it's it's up from like a one to a two on a scale. I'd almost give it a three. It's pushing three. It's pushing three. There are some times later on where the camera work gets really bad, and I'm like, can you just like, it's like literally a mid shot. It looks like the cameraman hands the camera over to someone else and just like leaves. But the 1943 one, it was shot almost like it was like a play. It was one like static shot and all the action happened. Right. This, they had different camera angles. Yeah. It was a major step up. It was a, a lot better. Yeah. I, I just also want to point out, so when it starts, and it's like all those newspaper things that are flipping through, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some of the headlines were like, Batman foils air pirates. I know someone too. What's an air pirate? That sounds like a much more interesting story. Than That's this what story. I'm saying. I want to know about the air pirates. He also trapped a harbor gang, but like, that sounds slightly illegal to me. He's not a cop. Right. Anyway. Everything Batman does is illegal because he's not a cop. He's a vigilante. You're right. So shouldn't us, us, I didn't go to law school. <laughs> I'm not in charge of this. Okay, so basically we have that montage, then uh, Batman shows up. The actor who plays Batman, I wrote, uh, we, we see him just in a suit. I wrote that he is square and unsexual. Just the way his body <laughs> looks. It's a weird shaped body. He's a it's like SpongeBat Square. Spon- SpongeBob Square Suit. SpongeBat Square Suit. SpongeBat Square Suit. Yeah. Exactly. It's there's no like the Y shape you expect mm. in like a man. It's just straight up and down. Right. Like he's not like fat. It's mm-hmm. just a weird. Actually, shape. we see later on he's in better shape than the previous Batman. Yeah. Do you think that it was? Because he was wearing costumes for, that were meant for someone else? Maybe, yeah. Even with the suits, like... Yeah, maybe the suits were meant for somebody else, too. 
because they are they are kind of big on it. I think part of that is also the style of suit in that period. I think that was the you know, right. like the zoot suits. And they're kind of big and kind of square. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't. I don't remember thinking that he was, like, particularly attractive, but I don't remember being as annoyed by him as Bruce Wayne as I was with Lewis. Uh, I, I wasn't as annoyed with him in general, but, well, let me talk about that in one moment. So I want to... Yes. Uh, this is going to touch on something that's about to happen. Uh, so Batman and Robin are in the lab uh, within the Batcave, which they're calling the Batcave now. It's not the Bats... Cave. It's actually, right, it's the bat cave. Yeah, only two, like puppet bats on right, the wall, right. which is nice. Uh, when Vicky Vale, uh, Batman, I think they actually established that she's his girlfriend, don't they? I don't know. That was a point of contention for me. Okay, I again, it seems like that, but they don't. Where did Linda go? It's been six years. I guess that relationship ended. Maybe she died. Maybe she died. She was always getting caught in traps, and she's Very not right. Possible. She's not smart. Batman's new bow, question mark, Vicky Vale comes over, and uh, Batman changes into a suit, and just immediately starts bitching about the fact that she has a camera. Mm-hmm. And she points out that that's her job, she's a photographer. Right. That, their relationship is so weird and so antagonistic, and it, it feels, it seems like they are, like, just dating, but the way they talk to each other is if, is as if they've been married for, like, 50 years and they just hate each other. Right, they just loathe the side of each other. Yeah. The one thing that maybe I can say you can attribute that to is that when they're in the Batcave, Robin says um, that he's worried that she's beginning to get wise that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same, which is, you know, she's not a stupid lady. No. She works for a magazine taking pictures. She's investigating stuff to make sure she's on top of things. That seems very reasonable. So maybe his way of, like, trying to... like, make a distinction between the two of them is by being, like, is trying to discourage her from being a photographer, or, like... But he just seems like an asshole in general. It's not yeah, specific no. to the photographer. Thing. No, he's just a turd. And both of them are kind of nasty to each other. They're, they're, they have no chemistry. I don't feel like they like each other. There's... Maybe they are, like, to, like, choke each other when they're having sex. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is just an angry... Yeah, they, they like the anger dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Gordon talks to a guy who has created a remote control machine that he claims will revolutionize uh, revolutionize television, saying Washington wants him to send guards, and he declines, but Gordon insists. One, so happy Commissioner Gordon is finally here. Yeah, they don't call him Captain Because now we don't whatever. have to deal with that guy yeah. not knowing his name. Two, why the fuck is Washington calling Commissioner? Commissioner Gordon of the Gotham City Police Department, there's definitely, like, an FBI branch there yeah. because of Batman, Batman worked for, work them. for them. Yeah. So why is Commissioner Gordon getting this call? It also just seems weird, the idea of the government's like, hmm, this seems like a big invention. We better send a bunch of police to go guard this. Right. This would never happen with any invention. They would be like, let's take it to the Pentagon. I mean, is the Pentagon was, around? Is that a stupid question? I think so. I think it was... Google Jack. ...started around then. We'll keep talking, but... Uh, but yeah, I, it may, maybe if it was something that was like developed specifically by the Pentagon, and something that was military technology, but 
commercial technology that's it's just a remote control. Uh, it, it, I can't imagine the government sending police to, to, to guard this. That's a good point. I just... It just seems so, so weird. And when I... Okay, we've got, we had some technical difficulties, but we're... Pentagon, when was the Pentagon built? So, they started construction on the Pentagon on September 11th of 1941. Ooh. I know, very spooky. So that means that when the plane hit the Pentagon, uh, it was actually the 60th year anniversary of when they started building it. That can't be coincidence. That had to be something. Right, that's... So maybe it wasn't like a totally arbitrary. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't arbitrary. <laughs> like, oh, let's just put this plane here. Um, I'm not at all trying to justify or like joke about 9-11 because it's not funny. Um, but I did not find a date for when it was finished because the Wikipedia article is fairly dense and I didn't care that much. But we can assume that the Pentagon was around then. Yeah. I just spilled water on the ground. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff we're going to have to edit after this episode. Uh, so I'm going to keep talking while Chelsea goes to clean that up. Uh, towel. Yeah, go ahead and use that towel. Uh, a bunch of criminals jump out of an armored car to rob the remote control machine, and Gordon shines the bat signal even though it's broad daylight. Yes. Uh, Alfred calls Robin to report the bat signal is on, and Robin sighs and says he'll get rid of Miss Vale. Robin calls Alfred back, and Alfred answers, pretending her office wants her to cover a traffic accident. And Bruce Wayne pretends to be too tired to come with. Bruce, I get that they're doing the the thing where he's a, a playboy and he's kind of lazy and all that. I think they go too far. Mm-hmm. I think he's lazy to the point it feels like he's ill. It feels like he is like he's a, an invalid. It feels like he has like some legitimate medical stuff going on. Maybe he had Lyme disease. I, yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like his motto or Lyme disease or something. He just has no energy. No. He's like always like right on the verge of falling asleep. Which he actually did in the last serial, yeah. allegedly. That's yeah. what he told her. And she bought. he told um, Linda and she was like, Ewing, you're falling asleep all over the place again. All over the place. <laughs> but she just, the amount of energy he has here, it's... Zero. Yeah, it's zero. She's yeah. like... Bruce, why don't we go to just have sex? He's like, oh, God, I'm, I'm so too tired. I've got a headache tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to be able to, you know, uh, Robin's in the next room. And it just, it's just... Uh, Robin's got this thing. i got to go hang out with Robin for a while. I don't know. I told Robin that, like, Robin's next tonight. And <laughs> I, don't, I just think, I don't think I have time for both of those things in one night. <laughs> Uh, after Vicki Vale leaves to, to go cover this traffic accident that her, uh, that her office is supposedly sent her to go cover, Alfred raises a really good point to Bruce. He says, what if there is no traffic accident on Harvard Boulevard? <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce responds with the weirdest, most dark line just out of nowhere, where he just says very dramatically, Unfortunately, there's at least one every night. And he just storms off. Does the traffic light not work? <laughs> Why like, is there did, so many Did accidents? Batman fuck up the traffic light Why? so we had an excuse to send Vicky away? Why are there so many accidents on Harvard Boulevard? 
Because there's a light there, right? I guess. It kind of says, it kind of implies that there is. Also, it, it means if there is an accident there every night, why are they so desperate to cover this as a news story? That's not news then. Also, P.S., to me, as someone who, if I were like, crime, what's going on? If there were a car accident every night at the same place, I would think, maybe this is a job for Batman. Like, go and see what's causing the fucking accidents. Is the light not working? Is there not a light there? Do you need another stop sign? How about a policeman to direct traffic? These are all super simple solutions, but instead Batman's like, actually, (laughs) this is a really easy way to get rid of my annoying fucking girlfriend whenever I need to. What is she going to do if he's wrong and there is no accident on Harvard Boulevard? That seems like a huge gamble to take. I mean, if there is one every night, it seems like there's a pretty good chance. It's the middle of the day, though. Yeah. What if that accident... Well, if there is one, but it hasn't happened yet. She gets there, and it's not an accident for like another 20 minutes. Maybe they think Alfred's psychic. That would be cool. <laughs> it's like, it becomes like an X-Men kind of scenario. That would be cool. Uh, Batman and Robin drive to the uh, to the robbery. I know Batman drives. But first, I would like to just keep okay. make the note that they keep their costumes in a filing cabinet. That is weird. That is, it's the same filing cabinet that is later used for their, um, like, bad guy collection of pictures. Yeah. So they keep everything in the same three drawers. Right. Because they're men. <laughs> but they're men who live in a gigantic mansion. Right. You'd think that they would have more room. You'd think Alfred would at least, like, hang up their uniforms for right. them. Right, right. Maybe Alfred was like, I don't do laundry, I'm not a maid. I'm just going to keep... All your clothes in this filing cabinet. That's it. I'm not your valet. I'm you filing valet, under I C need... for costume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> so Batman's costume, well, we talked about this. Batman driving himself. Batman drives. Somehow it's worse than Lewis Wilson's costume. I know we basically covered this, but I just wanted to point out, like, they, a lot of this movie is really better, but the costume's a big step down. Yeah. I think it is because it looks so loose. It makes it look like pajamas. Yeah. And, like, say what you will about Lois Wilson of being out of shape, but at least he was, like, round enough to fill things out so yeah. that it looked like it was made to, like, yeah. form fit. Right. This just literally looks like a little kid's Batman pajamas. It's clearly not made With, for like, him. Velcro off hood that you have to take off to make sure your kid doesn't choke to death in their sleep. I would totally himself. believe that that hood was Velcro. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, I also know Robin looks, he looks way too old. Robin is way too old. That's a fun, so I did a bunch of, like, cast research. Guess how old Robin was when he was playing this part. I I actually looked this up, too. So I'm going to say, uh, 45. He was 26. Yeah, I I looked up the answer. Yeah, but, uh, that's part of why they altered Batman's, um, sorry, Robin's costume to add the tights because they thought his legs were too hairy for, like, a, a teenager. Mm-hmm. So that's why he wears tights, to make him look younger. He was older than Lewis Wilson, who played Batman in the first one. Right. Lewis Wilson was, like, 23. Right. Yeah, he's 26. And it was actually one of his only roles. He uh, started off as a dancer mm. and was cast in, like, a big swing musical, and then he was Robin, and then I think that's basically it. There was this thing that made me... I mean, this isn't... 
I, I, I don't know that I can blame this serial, because this is a, an ongoing problem with, with Robin, that just having him in those kind of bikini shorts just always seems so weird and mm. so out of place. And it, it feels even more so when it's a grown man in yeah. these in tiny tiny shorts, and he's got like a big package just hanging there. Why can't he just wear like little shorty shorts? Yeah, that would look much better. Or just pants. Or just pants. <laughs> just wear pants. Here's a thought. Leggings are pants, comic book writers. <laughs> Robin could have worn pants. It would have looked much leggings. better. It's true. So now we've done the style portion of this <laughs> Batman and Robin meet with Commissioner Gordon and the inventor of the remote control machine. Uh, or the inventor of the remote control machine storms in in a wheelchair, calls some idiots, and then demands to be taken home. He looks basically exactly like the villain from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The guy with the half brain. Yeah, I can see, yeah. In the motorized wheelchair, but he's got a regular one. I was like, hmm, that was spot on. It just seems so weird to have him come in and yell at them for like three seconds and say, you're really dumb, I'm going home. (laughs) It just felt like there's just no, no purpose for being there. Uh, the guy that played him, though, uh, was actually a professor in real life. He had a PhD in Elizabethan drama and taught at Michigan State. And mm-hmm. the first thing he auditioned for in Hollywood was a role as a professor. Mm. And he was turned down because of, um, what's his name? Oh. He was turned down because he didn't look enough like a professor. Mm. So, obviously, they got over that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Batman asks how the inventor knew the machine was stolen so quickly. Right, good and, point. And then he demands some exposition. Uh, so the businessman just happens to have a, a working model of the, the remote control nearby. So basically what this machine is, it's a remote control for any vehicle within a 50-mile range. Yeah. And it doesn't, there's no kind of, you don't have to, Put something on the vehicle. It can just take control of any vehicle. Right. Car, plane, doesn't matter. Train. Whatever train. Assume a boat. Uh, actually, we can safely say that because of the uh, submarine. That's, like that's right. Yeah. yeah. The submarine. Um, I was super grateful for the demonstration of how this thing worked mm-hmm. because when he kept saying remote control, whatever, I was like, "What the fuck does it do?" Is it like a super like universal remote for your TV? Yeah, yeah. Like, why does Washington care? And then I saw this and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. I got Which is something we never got with the Radium government. Yeah. It, it felt really forced and just it felt so convenient that he just happened out of these model trains nearby, this okay. model car that he could. Uh, but I see why it's important. It definitely clarified. Yeah. It just felt so sloppily. Yeah. Like, you can see that they're trying to do a better job creating plots and, like, things that are clear for people to understand, but they're still working on it. Like, it's not yeah. science yet. It also just felt like it's it's just too easy. If it can control, like, any vehicle, There's it can just take control at any time. It feels like there should have to be some kind of work or some kind of preparation. Don't you think, like, if they can just... Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they figure, like, there's something... What is the thing that all of these things have in common? Mm -hmm. They're made of metal. Yeah. 
So, like, hypothetically, maybe that's what it is. It, like, uses magnets. I guess. But I, I have some questions that we'll get to a little later about exactly how this machine works and what it does. There are some weird kind of inconsistencies. Right. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. So the machine, they say, is powered by diamonds. And so, uh, of course. Of course. Uh, so Batman demands that any place with diamonds be guarded, and Gordon says that's impossible. Which, aren't, isn't any place that has a bunch of diamonds already going to be guarded? You think so. Why would that be impossible? How many places are there with big with lots of diamonds that could be robbed. Also, I thought it was like he clarified that they didn't have to be like cut diamonds or anything. They can just be diamonds in like their natural state. Which is like, where are you finding those diamonds? Right. Where do you... Who has so many diamonds? And every time that they say diamonds, I picture that diamonds. <laughs> so it's really funny to me. I enjoy things being powered by diamonds. Um, also, it, I didn't understand the the motivation for this villain just because he's he's having to steal all these diamonds, which in anything else you would think that was the end goal. Right. But he's he's stealing money to get question mark. I think that with having the, the remote control device thing, you're basically like getting power. But power to what end? I mean, that kind of comes along later, but... If you think about the hypothetical of, like, being able to control any kind of plane, whether it's a military plane, whether it's got civilians on it, whether it's, um... But it's not like, there's no ideological, he's not some kind of terrorist or something, he, he's a... No, but I think he wants more money, I think he wants power, and if, but if, he, it, he's if got he can these show... Diamonds. He's capable of stealing these diamonds, what Well, money? I mean, there's only so many diamonds. But this is, like, a finite thing, like, he could go to train companies, for example, and be like, if you don't pay me this much money, I'm going to stop your trains. You can't get any trains in or out of Gotham City. Uh-huh. I, I guess. I don't know. It just seems like he's stealing so many diamonds that if he... It just seems like they're adding an extra step. Also, diamonds don't have any kind of power you can harness to... Yeah, what's he doing? Is he just, like, grinding up these diamonds? How are they... Because it seems like he needs a lot and they're right. being used up. But, like... What does the diamond do? Like, if you told me he needed, like... Shit, I can't think of anything. Fossils. Okay, maybe. Fossil fuel... I mean, aren't diamonds, like, super compressed carbon? Couldn't there be some Yeah, I guess. They're, like, really sparkly fossils. I sound so stupid. This is the Danny Chelsea Science Quarter. I sound so stupid. I have two college degrees. Do you really? I do have two college what degrees. What are your degrees in? I have a degree in music and a degree in Spanish, which is why I don't know anything about <laughs> fossils. <laughs> I have a degree in journalism, so I also don't know anything about fossils. So if you know about fossils, yeah. please... <laughs> please let us know. Are diamonds just sparkly fossils? Write us, write in and let us know. Yeah, please. I, I like the idea of that. I like the idea of diamonds being sparkly fossils. Because you know you can do that thing where you can turn people's ashes if they get cremated into diamonds. Yeah. Which is basically what happened to, to dinosaurs. They were just, like, all cremated at the same time. <laughs> Have you seen that thing where they, they make, like, a dildo now? Where you can, it's like an urn dildo? Yes. Where you put, like, the ashes inside? I, yeah, and it's, like, not only that, but it has, like, a scent aspect where you, like, put something that? that, like, 
remind like that it smells like them, so you like do that at the same time. I hope to God no one, but I feel like maybe serial killers. And I am I'm all about like freedom of sexuality, do whatever you want. I feel like that would make you more sad than anything. It feels like somebody it feels like an alien who doesn't totally understand how human beings work came up with an idea they thought would be really romantic and sweet. Yeah. It's like, um, speaking of aliens and dildos, uh, you've seen those ones that lay eggs, right? Yeah. That's fucking weird. And did you know you have to make your own eggs? How do you make your own eggs? It comes with, like, a mold and, like, a material, because it, like, it has to be something that's dissolvable, so nothing gets trapped inside of you. Basically, like, I feel like any of these products, like, if they're what gets you off, it would just be, like, watching porn, but way more. You know, like, when you're, like, watching porn, you're like, yeah, this is good. Like, and then as soon as you come, you're like, this is disgusting filth. Ugh, I can't believe I watched that. <laughs> Delete. Pretend I never saw this. But, like, imagine using one of those things and then how you would feel about it afterwards. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would need to boil myself. It'd be weird. It'd be weird. We've, uh, I don't think we've talked about this on the, the podcast. We actually have read, like, dinosaur porn together. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I always forget who I read that to. <laughs> we had an evening where we were just sitting around just reading, like, dinosaur porn. Dinosaur erotica. Check it out on Amazon. Yeah. There's all kinds of good stuff. There's, there's one called, like, Taken by the Triceratops. Mm-hmm. Um, ravaged by Raptors or something. Yeah, I think Ravaged by Raptors yeah. was one. If not, we call dibs. Yeah. We're going to write it. It's <laughs> going to be awful. Can we make a, a spin-off podcast that just all dinosaur erotica? Or I like, love that. Oh, like a radio play of, like, dinosaur erotica? Yes. I would do that. Absolutely. I'll start practicing dinosaur noises. That was pretty good. I'm actually a little, like, put off by how good that was. I've been working on it. I can see that. I can see it. It's fine. People are fair. I'm really good at dog barks. I can do, like, multiple kinds of dog barks, (laughs) which is a skill that I learned while walking my dog when I was a kid. I did it partially to annoy him, partially to annoy other dogs, and mostly because I am weird. The inventor gets out of his wheelchair into an electric chair? Yeah, I wrote weird light-up chair. Not unlike the zombie chair. Yeah. But then he can walk. He turns it on and suddenly he can walk, and then he goes to a secret passageway behind his fireplace and and climbs through. And then it cuts to three criminals uh, messing with the machine, and a guy in a gift mask and a cape shows up. He declares that they need diamonds. Diamonds! Diamonds! To operate the machine. Uh, this guy, I don't know if they said it in this scene, but he's called the Wizard. Yeah, they don't actually give us his name until a lot later. Yeah. Batman and Robin drive in front of a green screen as Glenn Beck tries to make the low crime rate seem bad on the radio. <laughs> uh, Vicky, that was a weird moment. This, this radio broadcaster just trying to spin his low crime rate. He's like, crime is at an all time low. So we must be heading for, to to some better. This is the eye of the storm. Right. Crime rates. And he's like, but for how long? Yeah, yeah. His name Brown. Brian Brown or something. I think yeah, it's, it's like okay, we get it. You know what alliteration yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 
comic so book people. Recurring, yeah. Yeah. Lois Lane, wow. Vicki Vale, Peter Parker, Bruce Banner. Linda last name. <laughs> Linda last name. <laughs> Lori Lamaris, Lux Luthor. There's a lot of alliteration. Comics. Which is actually super helpful for me when we're doing this because I can like abbreviate and I'm like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Stan Lee had a thing. That, he said that that's why he did it. It made it, or it made it like easier for people to remember. Yeah. Alliterative name. I don't question Stanley on anything. I think he's a precious human being. He's he is on my list of people. I have a random weird list of like celebrities that I would just like to give a hug to. I thought that sentence was going to end in a different direction. Yeah, no, but I just would like to have dinner with and give like a warm hug to. He seems like a sweet guy. Yeah, Stanley uh, Martin Sheen is on there. Okay. Like, who doesn't want to give Martin Sheen a hug? Um, I don't give. I don't think about Martin Sheen at all. I have no opinion about Really? Martin. Have you watched The West Wing? I don't like it. I almost... You don't like it? I don't like it. We're, when we finish this, we're going to have another podcast called Where We Watch The West Wing and Chelsea proves to Danny that he's wrong about not liking The West Wing. And it's going to be a longer podcast because that's a way longer thing. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. I am ashamed right now. <laughs> Are you a Republican? Is that why you don't like it? I'm not. I, it's just so... Are they all Democrats in that show? Yes. It's just so boring. I just tune out anytime I try and watch it. It's so good. It's it is one of the most boring. well-written shows. And the speeches are incredible. And Martin Sheen is wonderful. And the whole cast is so good. And Rob Lowe's in it. And he looks the same as he does now, which is scary and witchcraft. It's all these people walking too fast and just talking too fast. Danny, where do you live? New York. Okay. So, I'm confused. About why that's a problem. But anyway, oh my god. Anyway, I, uh, so the radio announcer predicts that more crime is going to happen. Yes, and Vicky praises Batman, and Bruce says he gets tired just hearing about Batman. I'm, You're already I'm, tired, Bruce. No one cares. If I were Vicky, I would really be concerned with his health. He is too tired. Maybe he's anemic. Yeah, that's. I would be saying, Bruce, you need to go to the doctor. Any doctor, I don't care. Which doctor? You need some energy. You need the B12 shot or something. You need something. Have some coffee. A jewelry store is blown up, and Vicky asks, wasn't that an explosion? Because she's smarter than Linda, but still dumb. Yeah, she and Robin make the same kind of observations, where it's like, this is clearly what's happening, but I need Batman's approval. Or Bruce's approval. Bruce assures her that it wasn't an explosion, just somebody blasting, which is different somehow. And uh, she gets out of the car to go investigate, and Bruce orders Dick to take the wheel so that he can change. Right, because the car changing never goes away. Yeah. Um, Batman and Robin fight some criminals. Uh, they The fight choreography is much, much better. So much better. Oh, my God. Night and day. Still bad, but huge improvement. Huge Robin, this, even though it's much better, Robin, within, like, four seconds of this fight starting, Robin is immediately just strangled by his cake. It gets, like, spun around and starts right. choking him. He's not great. He's a sidekick. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with Robin. Uh, he just gets beat up so much throughout this. He bounces back pretty fast, though. But his reaction to everything is just to run away. He runs yeah. away all the time. Runaway Robin, that's what we call him. <laughs> this, is, this is part of my problem with why I say this is not a good Batman movie. I feel like they do not understand 
the audience for this? Because this is, I mean, we're, this is a little tongue-in-cheek bit how hard we're being on this. This is really designed for, like, little boys in 1949. And that's the whole purpose of Robin, is to be kind of a, a, a stand-in for them. And so Batman's supposed to be a child or, like, a teenager. But right. this, he's very much a grown man. Yes. He's older than Lewis Wilson. And oh, he, yeah. He's also, he's the childlike figure, kind of, but Batman is constantly telling him, just stay in the car. Just don't help me. I don't need your help. And then whenever there's trouble, he just runs away, or he gets knocked out immediately. I think that there's, like, it's weird for me with this Robin, because, like, on one hand, he's so fucking old. Yeah. On the other hand, I kind of see why they aged it up some, because of, like, Remember there was that thing I read that talked about how popular the 43 one was with college students? Was that at the time, or was that... At later? the time, okay. yeah. So it, it, it sold out theaters. In, like, the 60s, they had, like, a revival of it. And that's part of what led to the, the 1960s Adam West Batman. I think that it was the original, because that's what... Because they had enough people that were interested in it that they made the 49. Uh-huh. So maybe they're trying to, like, keep that same audience by, like, aging it up. It's about six years... Whatever. Yeah. I think that sometimes Batman treats Robin like a wife at the time. I can see that. Like, you know, honey, you stay in the car. Yeah, yeah. Robin, can you go do this for me? Yeah. You know, I'm going to go do the scary thing, but follow behind. Yeah. And then some. And then when Batman gets in trouble, Robin, out of his, like, love for Batman, like, throws himself into danger and then makes it worse because then Batman has to save him, too. Yeah. He's always getting smacked in the head just like a wife at the time. Exactly. It's like, if you yeah. don't smack your wife in the head once a day, like, why are you married? <laughs> That's like the whole point of getting married. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, they find a, a purse full of, the criminals find a, oh no, the Batman and Robin find a purse full of diamonds and claim that this proves it's the same gang who stole the remote control machine. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems like a huge leap. Like, there's other reasons people would want to steal diamonds besides powering this machine. But, like, then it's so immediately after stealing the machine. I, diamonds, again, are a bad source of fuel because there's other reasons. Diamonds are very valuable even if they're not fuel. I feel like if I were the bad guy in this scenario, I would steal all the diamonds first because of that same thing. Like, a lot of bad guys want diamonds. There's No one's going to think anything about, like, ulterior motives. They're just yeah. going to be like... Oh, you wanted the diamonds because diamonds are money. Yeah. And then you steal the machine, and then everybody goes, Oh, fuck, they have all the diamonds. But that's just me. Who says you're not? We gotta, actually, let's take a break. Let's, we were talking about this. We wanted to do this on the air. We have a, a sociopath test queued up. We were talking about this podcast that you were listening to. Yeah, it's called uh, My Favorite Murder. Yeah. I'm super into true crime stuff. Danny is too. And yeah. I started listening to this podcast this week. And um, they talk about this book in the first episode. Uh, it's great. Definitely check it out if you can. Um, and the book basically says that approximately one in four people are sociopaths. Not that they're, like, serial killers or mass murderers or whatever, but that they fit the criteria of being a sociopath. And so... So we're going to find out live if one of us has a debilitating mental illness. Yeah, like, if we're sociopaths or not. Yeah. 
All right, first question. Do you joke Do you joke about yourself or like it when people joke about you? I'd say I do. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's how you keep from crying. Do you fail to learn from experience? Yes. No, I'd learn. Oh, we should have taken this like for each other to see if we think the other person's a sociopath. Ooh. Would that be more? No, let's keep doing nah. this. Do you particularly care about how others feel? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only question on the test. And just. And that's it. Yeah. That's the end. Uh, you've just hurt someone's feelings. How does that make you feel? Guilty? It's not my fault, or it's normal for me to hurt others. I love that last option, <laughs> yes. but I cannot truthfully say that. Yeah, I'm going to say guilty. Yeah. Are you aggressive or cool-headed? Aggressive, cool-headed. It depends on the situation. I kind of hate quizzes like this because I feel like everything depends on the situation. Yeah, but I'd say I'm normally pretty cool-headed. Not I. No? You're aggressive? Oh, hello. I am an anxious person. Are you generally an anxious person? Yes, I have medication to prove it. <laughs> no, not not usually. Are you responsive to others socially? Yeah. Yes. I'd say you are. Do you tell lies or say insincere things? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> but definitely true. Yeah, I I don't really usually. Sometimes yes, no, no. You never tell lies. I say I never tell lies, but sometimes I say, like, with a white lie to make people feel better. It or doesn't so say they do think you I care ever about tell lies. It says, do you generally... Oh, shit. I should have fixed that then. Oh, who knows? Yeah. You are superficially charming and intelligent? Yes. Wait. No, I'm genuinely charming and intelligent. Can't I be both superficially and genuinely? I think superficially charming means, like, you genuinely don't give a fuck about people. Or, like, if you had people in your home, you wouldn't care about, like, if they were comfortable or not. But you just put on an act that you do. I kind of put on an act sometimes to be more intelligent. To seem more intelligent than I am. Well, I would do it. I don't know. I got a lot of books that look smart in my bookshelf just to look smart. Not that bookshelf. That's the comic book bookshelf. I was going to say, it's like, I was like, Danny, it's like comic books in the Bible. Yeah. That's all I read. Comic books in the Bible. It's the only things you need. <laughs> Pretty much. I've got like the Repo- Plato's Republic and stuff that looks smart. Yeah. And a different bookshelf. Yeah. Um, you have delusions or other signs of irrational thinking? I don't think that's. I don't think I do. But would I know if I did? Again, good question. Your behavior is antisocial for no good reason. Some people would say no good reason. <laughs> I'd say it's antisocial for a great reason. That I like to be at home and watch Netflix by and, myself. And break things. I have great judgment. Not true. You have poor judgment. Uh, I'd say I have good judgment. You are pathologically egocentric and incapable of love. Okay, well that's definitely <laughs> false. And I feel like if you answer true to that question, then you wanted to say you're a sociopath. Yeah, some of these questions are really on the nose. Right. Have you ever murdered someone in cold blood? Mm, yes. Do you feel guilty about it? Yeah. Uh, you generally lack the ability to react emotionally. Uh, no. False. But what if someone, this is so tangential, but what if someone was like Asperger's or like on the autism spectrum and took this? Like, isn't there an overlap between a lot of that? Like, not being able to recognize emotion, not reacting appropriately to I guess, other I guess that's why they have more than one question. That's true. So your sex life is impersonal, trivial, and or poorly integrated. Like, like, pretty good. 
<laughs> uh, non-existence of false. <laughs> <laughs> when you say you're sorry, you usually don't mean it. Well, um, Beyonce said she was sorry, but she wasn't sorry, so I'm going to say... Sometimes you do just have to say sorry, even though you aren't sorry. I think I generally mean it. And sometimes I say sorry when I bump into people really hard on purpose, when like when they're just being assholes on the train. You I'll say sorry too much. Bump into them and then say sorry in a passive aggressive way. So I'm gonna say you, you showed up here and immediately your person walking in the door just sorry, just for no. Why well, was late? Oh, you weren't that. It was fine. I didn't need you to apologize. Okay, I'll say. You often act before thinking about the consequences. True. True. You, um, got, you got into a lot of trouble when you were a kid. Yeah, but not serious trouble. No, I never got into trouble. I was too good. I was, when I got older, when I was like in elementary school, I was really good at like finding loopholes around rules and... My mom took me to the doctor because I was too well behaved and she thought I had autism. <laughs> and the doctor said I didn't, so she took me to another doctor. That's amazing. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom asked the doctor if I was possessed by a demon because <laughs> I would um, sit in my room and talk to someone who wasn't there, and my doctor was like, it's probably just an imaginary friend. They're like, is it telling her to harm herself or others? Wait, but this was the doctor that she took you to yeah. and asked, is my daughter, is that's like a medical condition? I don't know. I think she like really was hoping that it wasn't, and it wasn't. Like I didn't even know. Literally... I think my mom was so worried about it. I didn't know I had an imaginary friend until I was 18 years old. But what doctor is going to say, like, oh, yeah, classic case of demonic possession. Or, like, if something was, like, wrong with me. Like, if I if I yeah. needed to go see a shrink. And the doctor was like, is it telling her to harm herself or others? And my mom was like, I don't think so. She just talks to it. The doctor was like, it's probably fine then. Um, and that I can see. I just, it's funny that she went yeah, to the doctor. She just went straight to the doctor. She's like, I'm going to prescribe 50 cc's of Jesus. 50 cc's of holy water, <laughs> sprinkled on her twice a day. You're very good at manipulating people in situations. Oh, I am. Again, very, oh man, you might, you might be associated <gasps> I've never been cruel to animals. I love them. You've been cruel to animals, false. You are not a sociopath. Ooh. I'm not at all a sociopath. Does it have a ranking? Yeah, it has to give your percentage. What's your percentage? I want to know. Uh, I don't see where it... It's, um... Scroll up. Ah, too fast. You literally got zero. Because zero? mine has the percentage under there. Oh, shit. I got... I'm 30% a sociopath. Uh, and then in parentheses, it means you are not. <laughs> <laughs> I get zero percent, though. I'm yeah. a little worried about being in this room with you. Don't be. I'm 30% afraid of you now. Everyone should be at least 30% afraid of me. So, if you're listening and you like true crime stuff and you want to know more about that, um, tune in to My Favorite Murder. The ladies that host it are comedians. They're funny. And uh, it's a good time. And if you run into Chelsea on the street, maybe be careful what you say to her. Or just, you know, don't cross me, bitches. Maybe maybe don't hang out with Chelsea alone. Hey, I have a great... And I'm a really good friend, and I really want to know which ones of those questions were, like, triggering for me being a sociopath. 70% of the time, you're a good person, and you're great to hang out with. You know, that feels like a pretty high percentage, so I'm fine with that. Uh, so I guess, back to Batman. Yeah. Um, 
forward. The, the police pull a bounded gag cop out of a smoking armored car that's controlled by the wizard, and it, the car just then bursts into flames. So apparently he can also blow cars up remotely. Yeah. My theory is that something about, like, running the engine uh, in I guess a certain way. I don't know a lot about cars. <laughs> it wasn't the engine that blew up. It was, like, the back of the car just blew up. I have a lot of questions about the cars in this. Uh, just so many questions about this remote control. I just... I basically just accepted it. I was like... It gets I'm more just, insane and confusing as it goes on. This is just the it beginning. Really does. There's this... I'm jumping ahead. There's a moment that really stood out to me. Uh, criminals... <laughs> I love this so much. The criminals, they're out in like the desert. They push aside some brush to enter a secret passageway in the side of a mountain. Right. And then they climb down a, uh, a ladder, and they go through a secret trap door within the hidden passageway, which leads them to a submarine. Which is huge. Yeah. It's a huge submarine. And they sail away on the submarine, and then they're, trans- they're teleported to a cave where a hidden passageway opens up, leading to the wizard's secret headquarters. This seems so unnecessarily complicated. Especially when you compare it to, like, the Dr. Daka thing. Like, where it was like, go to the thing, right around the tunnel, scan your palm. Okay, fine. But this is like... like, five levels of hidden hidden passages within hidden passages. Yes. And at one point, one of the bad guys in the submarine is like, where are we going? What's happening? And one of the other guys literally says, it's not healthy to get curious. Like, okay, scary. And also, if they're being teleported. I think that that they don't get teleported. I think that it shows a hologram of who's standing there. Yes. I only say this because I'm a little further out of the serial than Danny is, not to brag. (laughs) But there's a point later on when the wizard uses a telegram. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, yeah. So I think it's the same kind of technology that it's project, like it's a video camera projecting them. That's even more confusing then. Right. Because otherwise, why wouldn't everyone just teleport everywhere? And, well, if it's. If I were a bad guy, that would be my only motive. But it's just a hologram. Why? I mean, also, if it's teleported, I think even more so if it's just a hologram. Why do they need to go through five different hidden passages to be have a hologram of themselves beamed out? Why does this have to be so hidden if they're not even going to the headquarters? So Batman doesn't find it. So Batman doesn't find a way to make it look like he's in the headquarters without actually being there? Maybe. There's a lot of, like, security things that, like, like the thing with the car, the alarm that goes off when someone drives over it. So that if someone's, like, coming towards their other secret cabin hideout, you know, you're just like, that seems unnecessary because you would hear a car coming. Yeah. Anyway. It's just felt like any one of these hidden passages would have been sufficient. It's kind of like, um, shit, what's that movie with the kid that gets left behind? Home Alone. Vacation? Home Alone. Yeah. It's like 1949, bad guy, Home Alone. <laughs> it's a little like that. Yeah. And the submarine, if they... I mean, this makes more sense if it's a hologram. Because if, if they are, like, teleported off the submarine... This happens, like, multiple times. Like, what is happening to the submarine? It's just, like, floating out to the ocean. And I'm just like, well, World War II is over, so what are we going to do with all these submarines? <laughs> you got all these spare submarines just laying yeah. around. Anybody want to buy one? Bad guys, you like things. Discount submarines. But yeah, so... The Wizard nuts his plans to steal more diamonds. Right. Um, so it cuts... Then back to uh, to 
Batman and Robin. Oh, I look, I, I wrote, Robin looks like Archie after a decade of opiate addiction. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he, not, he does. He does not look good. Yeah, he, it's, it's hard because you know you remember Dick from the 1943 serial and he's so fresh-faced and yeah. like the bar mitzvah boy from SNL and... And this one just, he's, he's like clockwork orange. But he's not a good 26. He's it's like a clockwork hard orange. Why did they cast him? He had no acting experience. Why did they just bring back the, the guy from the last one? I would have been still younger than this guy. Yeah. It was so oh, because he disappeared, remember? Oh, that's right. He like, quit acting and, and he died. And enlisted in the war and then yeah. he died. So, good bring him back. Yeah. Batman lizard listens to the, the wizard's plan to steal diamonds from a plane. And then uh, he and Robin take the place of the regular pilots. So, just to clarify, Batman and Robin are pilots also. Yes. Because they just... Again, this isn't even a problem of this serial specifically. Batman just has every skill. He yeah. can just do whatever he wants. He's the smartest man ever. But uh, so bad at things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the wizard takes control of Batman and Robin's plane and forces it to land. Right. Criminals point a gun at them and force them to get back into the plane that they just got out of and uh, and throw the diamonds out. And they make no effort to resist or fight the criminals or, or do anything. They're just totally, oh, one of them has a gun, so we just got to go along with it. And like, we're superheroes and face down guys with guns every fucking day. But here's a thing that comes back to my integral, like, dislike of Batman is that Batman is just a regular fucking dude. And I know a lot of people, that's like an attractive thing. Mm. Batman's just a regular dude, but he takes it on himself to fight crime. You know what? You're not great at it. At least in this beginning part. Yeah. You're not great at fighting crime. I mean, in... Or in fighting in general. <laughs> or anything in general. You're really not good at a lot of stuff. Just being a human being. No, you're not so good. bad at this stuff. that like... It's like... In... When Batman is good, I feel like he's not just a guy. But you have to have a lot of setup to explain that he has training and skills and equipment and abilities that make him more. This than Batman just couldn't train. Smoke. This now, Batman is anemic. Yeah. And has Lyme disease. His Lyme disease is preventing him from working out or doing martial arts. Yeah. And he doesn't have any kind of gadgets or equipment. He's, I mean, he does have some equipment later on. Yeah. And he's but got a pilot's license, apparently. He's not particularly smart or particularly good at detective. He's just a regular guy. I will say, just like, being like, oh, skeptical about them being pilots. This is right after the war. I'm sure there are a lot of people who came home and were pilots. I guess that's not that weird. You know? I mean, if we're seeing this as canon with the 1943, Batman pretended to be 4F so that he could stay behind and be an FBI agent. Sure. Slash mass crime fighter. Sure. But, you know, Robin's obviously changed. Maybe that's why he's worse for wear. He ended up getting drafted. He developed a a debilitating... Because he doesn't work for the FBI. Batman does. So that wouldn't have protected Robin. Yeah. I don't think he works for the FBI at this point. I don't think there's any mention of that anymore. They were like, we're done with your shenanigans. Yeah. Look, this is not at all legal. What you're doing. Also, you're not helping us at all. I'm headcanoning that 1943 thing 
as he was working for the FBI, but they didn't know he was working for them as Batman. That was just something he decided to add to it on his own. Right, and then somebody came down, like, just, you know, Batman, you know, Bruce, just checking in on you, seeing how you're... Bruce, this is not legal, what you're doing. You cannot just tie people up and throw them out of a moving vehicle in front of uh, a police station. Right. We just gotta let all those guys go. You haven't presented any evidence or filled out paperwork... FBI, a lot of paperwork in the FBI. Bruce, there's something called due process. And he's like, no one gave my parents due process. (laughs) Just kidding, that's something that he would say in the Batman now. Right. But not then. Like, Batman, what do you, you can't just, uh, just, what is he going to do, show up in court as Batman to testify against them? And that's, yeah. like, the only evidence. The prosecutor would just be like, I mean, the defense attorney would be like, I would just like to have this man please, for insanity. Yeah. Because it's fucking crazy to make a bat costume for yourself to go <laughs> fight crime. The only evidence my uh, client has done anything wrong is that a guy in a bat costume who refuses to show up in court has said that he's a criminal. So, can we Case just... dismissed? Lunch? Yeah. Are we, are we done here? We done here? We're done? Yeah. Um, the wizard takes... No, we did that part. The, the wizard makes the, the plane blow up. Right. And uh, that's Which, good. Just how? Yeah. It, I'm like, look, I watched that plane explosion and I was like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. But not in an intriguing way of like, how are they going to get out of it? Just like, what bullshit excuse are they going to give us? Yeah, because it's always so bullshit. It always ends the same way. Oh, the Batman crawled into a log. Yeah. Actually, I wish that were one of them. <laughs> Part two, Tunnel of Terror. A criminal stands perfectly still looking the opposite direction as Batman and Robin... I, I guess they... I didn't write this down, but I guess they, they snuck out of the plane the last second. They did. A criminal stands perfectly still looking the other direction as Batman and Robin walk behind him and get onto his plane. Right. plane takes off. And Batman and Robin uh, are hiding in one compartment, and they, they reach out and they steal the diamonds from a sleeping criminal and swap them with fakes. I just kept wanting to say they were hiding in the brig the whole time. <laughs> I know that's a pirate thing, but it felt right. Um, the criminals land, and two mechan- and they all get out. Then two mechanics, who just happen to be Batman and Robin's exact same size, come to inspect it. Robin runs away, Batman punches them, and then runs away. Neither make any effort to steal the uniforms. True. I thought that was... I was so prepared to be like, oh, this is such a hackneyed, obvious thing to steal the, the uniforms. And they put them on and this guy... Nope. They do not do that. Do you remember when we were talking about the 1943 serial, how we... There was that scene where uh, Batman jumps down from the top of the boat in between two bad guys instead yeah. of just like jumping on them. Mm-hmm. This is one of those scenes where Batman jumps out of the plane... Onto both of the two bad guys. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad they finally started using that move, because he's a big guy. Yeah. No, that's actually a good move. That's one of the few yeah. good... No, I, I guess there's the fighting some, wasn't like, that There's bad. some good fighting-ish. Yeah. But did it bother you that it, it seemed like they were so setting up for them to, to steal the uniforms, and they didn't do that at all? Like, why have these two mechanics who are different sizes, and why, why have the mechanics at all? I also just wanted to know how they got away from because they were flying planes. Yeah. And they were in a plane chase. Yeah. So you're assuming they're getting pretty far away from 
Gotham City, they'd like walk home. They couldn't call out Al- Alfred. Yeah, Albert. I, I don't know. Anyway, the criminals go through the multiple hidden passages again to the submarine, and then to the the wizard, and they give him the diamonds. They must have been teleporting because they give him the diamonds in person. They physically hand right. him the diamonds. Uh, but instead of diamonds, it turns out to be a bag full of pebbles and a business card with a bat on it. Class act move. You think Batman just has those business cards that he just carries around yes. for situations like this? He has those everywhere. <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin are driving around, and they hear a woman screaming. And it turns out it was Vicki Bale who's been caught in a bear trap outside the inventor's home. She's like looking through the window and he's like a bear trap on the ground. Wouldn't that have like broken off her leg? Yeah. It would have sliced through her little tiny ankle. Yeah. Those things are hardcore. And that's a... Also, it's fucking crazy to put those around your house. That's an insane thing to do. And she just like shrugs this off as... Well, basically the, the inventor comes out in his wheelchair and he says that those bear traps are his only protection. And Batman lectures him, and he just apologizes and goes back inside. He does offer to pay for a medical treatment, which is... Yeah, he offers to have her foot some back on. Or just a new foot. Yeah. And she just looks annoyed. It's that, That's such an insane thing to say, I'm sorry you got caught in my bear trap, but this is the only way of keeping my home safe. Even though he literally has, like, a guard person standing yeah. behind him who, like, pushes him around sometimes when he's feeling lazy. Which I get. Are that many people trying to break into his home that he needs to set up bear traps? It does create more suspicion for him, like, because he, like, showed up, like, three seconds after that device was missing, and then, like, he's got all these creepy, weird traps. Like, dude, no one wants to come into your house. You're fucking creepy. Yeah. You look like that guy from Nightmare Before Christmas. You look like Tim Burton animated you, but you're a human. Just seems so weird and so dark. It reminded me of the, how the 1943 one would suddenly go from like PG to R-rated out of nowhere. Yeah. This is maybe not quite to that extent. Let's see how you deal with my vampire bats. Yeah. Okay. But this is it. It just suddenly got so dark and out of character. The same way that Batman's like, there's always accidents on Harvard Street every right. night. It's a little creepy. This guy just had bear traps. A news reporter predicts another theft, and uh, Batman ordered Robin to stay in the car while he just he just power walks after this bad guy. It's this chase through this dockyard. He's not running. They're just power walk or uh, train yard, not dock. Right. But he's just power walking after him. They're both in suit suits and. Uh, the guy he's following is a private eye that they saw leaving the radio announcer's apartment. Yes. So they're like, this guy is really getting his information. Yes. Uh, the, the the radio guy just keeps predicting all these crimes, these crimes that keep happening. Right. Uh, so the criminals jump on the, the so they um, they decide they're going to steal this these uh, this explosive from a train. Mm-hmm. And I was under the understanding that they, I thought the wizard said he was going to stop the train because he has that ability, mm-hmm. and that they were going to then rob it. But instead, the criminals jump on the train like a pack of hobos. He does slow it down, though, before they do that. I guess. But why not just stop it at that point? It, 
It's another thing where it just seems like they're making things unnecessarily complicated. Because then they couldn't have a fight on top of the train while it was moving. Darling. Yeah, yes. So Batman climbs onto the, the train. And Don't worry. Robin's driving. Yes, yeah. Oh. He's drunk, but he's driving. <laughs> Batman and Robin follow in their convertible. Batman uh, climbs out and onto the train. And the fight seems they're, they're not like punching. They're kind of wrestling. On top of this moving train. As it's heading into a tunnel. Yeah. And also it cuts to, uh, to Robin putting the top up on this convertible. Why does he need to put the top up? Because he has a body falls off? I don't I just, Got Robin was a bad there. driver. He's like trying to catch up to the train and he like gets onto the, the tracks and has to drive off of them. I'm like, I would have picked someone else to drive. Maybe right. Alfred. Right. Because Robin's not great at it. But again, like, the normal trope would be, like, Batman's got to be ready to, like, jump off the train, like, get back into the car, and Robin puts the top up mm-hmm. to make this impossible for Batman to get back. Robin was like, that tunnel, that's going to do it. Yeah. I'll just, uh, see, if, see if he makes it. Too late for Batman. I'm just going to protect my hair. Exactly. So that's the end of this, this episode. Yeah. Um, Part three, Robin's wild ride. So... Batman is uh, on the train, they're heading to the tunnel, and then Batman just ducks as the train goes through the, the tunnel. He's hanging off the side of the side. train, yeah. Uh, criminals radio the wizard to tell him about Batman, and the wizard stops the train very gradually. I thought he was going like, to have it like, slam to a, a halt. And, like, and then all the people Batman. would go flying, and that would be funny. Yeah, and it would seem like he was trying to do something about Batman. But he just kind of has it gradually come to a halt, and everyone gets off safely. The criminals just totally ignore Batman and just forget about it and try and rob the train as they'd originally planned. Batman gets off and just starts punching them. Robin joins the fight. He just kind of does a forward roll, and then someone punches him and knocks him unconscious. Yeah, a lot of it, this this train part is weird because it they drag it out a long way. Like, I think if they weren't trying to make it fit between different serials, yeah. like different serial episodes, mm-hmm. this could have clearly been wrapped up at the end of the two. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Uh, but, but again, Robin is just so bad at fighting. I think he gets worse as it goes on. He was so useless in this fight. He's just... This is a recurring thing that he right. gets knocked out all the time. Maybe that was a complaint after the first series that Robin was too competent. And then <laughs> yeah, this one they were like... They kind of traded places. Exactly. Which is, we're on the right track. Yeah. I'm headcanning this as that's that's what happened. They traded places. And uh, Robin from the last one said, you're shitty at this. I'm going to be Batman in town. Right. Just beat up Lewis Wilson and took over his spot as Batman. Forced Lewis Wilson to be Robin. That seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a more accurately cast one. But think about how funny it would have been to see such a tiny Batman. (laughs) I would have enjoyed that. Uh, So the criminals steal the X-90. Robin exclaims, they're getting away in their car. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that down too. (laughs) (laughs) The car chase ensues. Uh, The wizard causes Batman's car to stop safely. And And the wizard says he's going to take him out of the running for good. Yes. And the car just kind of overheats. Yeah. And I thought it was going to explode, but it... It just starts smoking, and they kind of hose it down, and it's fine. Again, the wizard... Always hose your car down. 
unplugging your electronic and plugging it back in. He just doesn't seem that menacing. He's not using these abilities to, to do anything. Right. The criminals show the wizard the X-90, but apparently they forgot the detonators to this explosive. I, I forgot to mention the X-90 is the name of this explosive that they stole. Right. Um, Which, like, why do they also need the explosives? Yeah. What's your master plan here? It's not clear. He hasn't given one of those, like, maniacal bad guy rants, which I am really, in hindsight, appreciating from a lot of Scooby-Doo episodes. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I don't understand what his goal is. Right. He's already got all these diamonds, so if he just wanted money, that should be enough. He's also got, a, like, a really cool chair and, like, a submarine. He doesn't and... seem to be... It's not like DACA where he's supporting Japan or there's no ideological right. reasons behind what he's doing. He, there's no clear goal at all. Yeah. Also, at this point, we haven't really seen him yet. We've seen, like, the back of him. We've seen, like, oh, he's dressed all in black. Which, yeah, like, he's created, wearing, like a, like, a mask, like a full like face. Like a ski mask. But we haven't yeah. really seen it full on yet. Right. Uh, and when we do, I have some thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the radio announcer, again, predicts a, a crime... And Batman poo-poo's the idea that uh, he might be in any way involved. He just thinks that this guy's just miraculously predicting all these crimes. Batman. This is, again, why it's not... It's a better move than a worse Batman. He's such a bad detective. It's to totally dismiss, like, no, no. It's it, it just coincidence that he's accurately predicting every one of these crimes. Right. And then when he's like, also, here's the hotel room of the place where that guy is uh, staying yeah. that made the detonators in right. case anyone's interested. Yeah. And Batman's like, no, no. Coincidence. He's like, no, oh, no, I don't think we need to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And Robin's like, this seems suspicious. And Batman's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. The inventor of the X-90 is at a hotel uh, and Vicky Vale wants an interview with him for some reason. For a magazine. For a magazine? So she's just reporting she on explosives? I think it's like just like Magazines were kind of like newspapers, but with more pictures. <laughs> At the time, like, they had more general, like, you could get news from magazines. And for some reason, I want to say that the magazine's called, like, The People's Magazine, which I want to imagine is, like, what People Magazine used to be, and then, like, how far they fall. Do you think the X-90 is supposed to be a stand-in for, like, the A-bomb? Are we supposed to interpret it as being, like, that level of power? Maybe, because that would have happened because if this is just, like, I've been picturing it just being, like, dynamite or something. Or yeah, that's that, like, it's, like, super-powered. Yeah, we it, know that. But it just seems, unless it's powerful enough that this is, like, a state, this guy's, like, Robert Oppenheimer, it feels weird that people would be that interested in reading an interview with him. Right. If we're assuming this is powerful enough to, like, blow up a whole city and it just changes the face of warfare, that's a whole, I can see that. Yeah. But the special detonators. I don't get it. I, I really don't. I don't get it. I either. can't wait to see what they look like. Uh, so Vicki Bale tries to get an interview. The criminals kidnap them both. And they take uh, the adventure to a hotel where the wizard teleports in and asks for the detonators. Morton refuses, and the, witner, uh, the wizard's eyes start flashing. And the wizard tells them exactly where they are, and the wizard teleports out. Yeah, I wrote, the wizard looks vaguely like an uncircumcised penis with glowing <laughs> eyes 
that can apparently do mind control. Apparently? Yeah. They left Mickey Ann in the closet behind. Yeah. 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 And then the next thing the janitor lets her out, she runs to Bruce to tell him that she was locked in the closet, and he asks if she got some nice pictures. Which is such a dick move. That's an insanely dick move. If I would slap someone if they did that to me. Because, like, that's traumatic. Yeah. She doesn't know if she's going to live or die or what's happening. And he's like, did you get some good pictures? Can you imagine if you got kidnapped and your boyfriend's reaction was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, it would be scary. Remember, I'm 30% sociopath. (laughs) Also, I think it's like a... As shitty as that comment is, looking at back at it now, it's kind of like, I'm sure she faced that all the time for men because she was working in a not in a traditionally male. She faced getting kidnapped. No, time. but like that response to her work, like, "Oh, you take some pictures. You take some cute pictures today. You get some." I don't think she faced pictures. that after having been kidnapped. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like that kind of reaction towards her every time she mentions her photograph. There's a point coming up where this something similar happens, and I will talk more about that. But again, this goes back to what I was saying about how he's too low energy. I get that he's supposed he's not supposed to she's not supposed to know that he's bad, and he can't go out and be like, "Oh, you were kidnapped. I'm going to go take care of the criminals and beat them all up." But, but he, this is too far. You can't be dating someone and just be totally okay. With them having been kidnapped. No. And act like it's not a big deal. No. No. She recovers pretty well. No PTSD or anything. That's part of why he's so casual about it. Because she doesn't seem that freaked out. Well, the thing is, she doesn't talk to Bruce until after she talks to the police. Yeah. So that's kind of... But she's not like, call me boyfriend. I need to talk to him. What is the mute point in there? He'd probably be like, I'm tired. Yeah, if she's no trust, you're no faith in it. Right. I guess that's better that she's not just like a, a damsel in distress and like, Bruce, help me. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, but he's so shitty to her. He wants to like smack her across the face and be like, you can do better, honey. Listen, Vicky, you need to stop being kidnapped all the time. Right. Maybe if you would if you wouldn't dress like that. At least like she doesn't pass out. Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't dress like that and you wouldn't keep getting kidnapped. Exactly. We're not promoting that theory. This is obviously comedy. Yeah, that was Jokes. sarcasm. Uh, so Alfred sees the bat signal. Again in broad daylight. Yes. And this is Batman, like Bruce Wayne's excuse for getting away. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I must go take my vitamins. Yes. Your this news a- has upset me terribly. <laughs> this is again, he's sick. What kind of vitamins are you going to take? Is it like opium? <laughs> Is it coke? Are you taking cocaine? Maybe that's how he gets the energy out to be Batman. He's turning the fact that she got kidnapped into this being all about him. Okay, I've dated guys like that. It's a real thing. Okay. And you're like, oh, oh I had the worst day at work. And then you're like trying to talk about it. And they're like, you think your day at work is bad. Let me tell you about my day. And it's like, no, my day is objectively worse right. than yours. I was objective. I was kidnapped. Yeah. And yours is like, someone forgot to clean out the microwave after they made a hot pocket and it exploded everywhere. Listen, Chelsea, you're talking about how you were kidnapped all the time. It's really stressing me out. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. I'm getting PTSD from your story. Your story is 
giving me PTSD, so can we, like, not? So anyway, so Bruce Wayne's vitamins are the biggest mystery of this yeah. serial so far. So he calls Gordon, and then he leaves as uh, as Batman. This, that seemed like the worst cover story to just say, I'm going to go take my vitamins, and yeah, he just how leaves that, that out. Wouldn't she notice after two minutes that he hasn't come back? Yeah, like, I don't know what kind of, Again, is it like an IV drip of vitamins? <laughs> Maybe it's like... Why is she dating him? Is she dating him? I think so. What, what Why are they so with? vague about relationships and Batman? What is she doing around him if she's not dating him? You're right, she has to be dating him. They're not friends. Why don't they kiss? They don't like each other. Yeah, why don't they kiss? I guess, I guess this is because this is... make Robin jealous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess this is supposed to be for little boys, and they're like, ooh, kissing's gross. I don't, I don't know. It's, someone explain it to us. Put it on the Twitter. If you got a theory, let us know. Please, please help. We're at a loss. I mean, again, I, I get that they, they're not going to show that much affection. I get that in the 40s and 50s people were uptight about the, the public. The so uptight, man. <laughs> I mean, like how, like on I Love Lucy, they had to like sleep in separate Right, well, because they made all those rules about it. I don't yeah. know what they're called. I want to call them like Garth or something, but I think that's just because of But this is like so prudish. Like they won't even like acknowledge what she is in relationship to him. Yeah, that's true. And it's never mentioned. Like, even in, like, in the 43 serial, like, other people mention things in passing. Yeah. Even if it's just the bad guy. Criminals karate chop a truck driver and take his truck to break into the plant, and they steal the detonators with no one noticing or trying to stop them at all. Right. That's also really shitty. Like, I don't know why, for me, I was because we watched bad guys do so many bad things. But for me, this I was like, that's horrible. When they pretended their car was broken down on the side of the road and then stole the guy's truck and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit him over the head, I was like, that's horrible. He was just trying to do a nice thing and help somebody, and look what happened. So. Batman and the truck drive at each other, which I, they, they just, they know that he's Batman. Right. I, I have a problem in, in, with how easily people are able to recognize someone in, like, a totally different car. Regular. Yeah, it's not like a, it, it's just like a regular, like off the, the line. It doesn't even have a bat on it. No, no, you could just drive that on the, the road. Any regular person has that car. So this is the same way that Linda in the 43 serial just noticed her uncle driving by at like 80 miles an hour. Like, that was my uncle. Yeah. People don't, it's not that easy to see someone driving in a car. No, sometimes I don't even notice things on train cars. Yeah. Those people are like 20 feet away from me. So they drive at each other, because they recognize that it's bad. They drive at each other, and they just kind of swerve around the road, and then a brief car chase ensues. Right. And then both cars just park, and uh, Batman orders Robin to stay in the car while he jumps on top of the criminals who have stopped for a smoke break. Which is a straight-up... WWE move. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Also, did you notice the detonators were falling off the back of the truck while they were driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, what are you doing? Not good at your jobs. 
a criminal, uh, this is one of those moments where I'm really not clear on what this remote control is. You Agreed. It. Yeah. A criminal swings at Batman with a crowbar. Batman grabs it, and then the wizard electrifies it, causing Batman to fall down a hill. Yeah, I just wrote, the wizard can also control metal sticks, question mark? We should clarify throughout this whole thing. The wizard is in his headquarters. He's nowhere nearby. He can't see that any of this is going on. No one has told him this is going on. He's just fiddling with some dials. And suddenly, this crowbar Batman like holds it above his head and starts like shaking and it, it electrifies him. Right. And he just falls. And he's okay, also. Yeah. Well, we find out find out in the next part that he's. Well, but like if you think about it. If it was the kind of electricity that can, like, stop a car right. that you're not controlling, that voltage should kill a human being instantly. You would think so? Isn't there, there's something that I don't understand because I'm majored in journalism and not... Science. science. We should have looked at science. We should have looked, done some science for this. Oh I know there's some difference between volts and amps, and you can have like, a lot of volts running through you without killing you at the end. Is low it, enough? Yeah. We should really get a science consultant or something. Tell us, is this possible to electrify a crowbar from a secret base? But don't try it at home. Yeah. Part four Batman trapped. Batman falls safely into a tree. The criminals chase Robin, who runs away, tries to steal their truck, and then gets punched in the face and knocked unconscious. Robin's kind of like a drunk baby. Like, he's just like, I'm going to do it! I'm going to get the trap! Did you see there, there was this one moment as they were, like, chasing Robin, uh, and they they run up to the uh, to the car. I'm going to see if I can pull this up so you can see it, and then I'll, I'll put it on the, the Facebook group. The criminal, uh, he does, like, a slide across asphalt, like a 10-foot just slide, like a uh, risky business kind of. You didn't see this? Uh, I will just let you know, the uh, note I have at the beginning of this episode is, not gonna lie, I zoned out a little. Now it's that man is inside of the mountain. Uh, oh, no, it is right at the beginning when I zoned out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched this like three or four times in a row, just because this is so bizarre, and uh, I had to keep rewinding it and make sure that I was seeing it right, and this wasn't... Right. Uh, so we're, we'll just have to edit this out right now as we watch this. But we'll put it up on the Facebook. Alright, so it's Batman. Yeah, so he's running. Robin. There's all the bad guys hanging around with their hats. Putting the hats. Batman says, climb up the mountain. Again? Why do you go back up? I think it's a different mountain. I think it's the mountain they fell down. Oh. Yeah, I thought he was climbing the same mountain. That's it. Run, runs away. Good somersault into another guy. Yeah. Good fight choreography. But legitimately, good fight choreography. Yeah, yeah much better. Much better. Alright, here it comes. Yep. Oh, what? Yeah. I totally did not even notice that. How did that happen? That is so bizarre. That was like a 10 foot oh, just weird. Slide. Yeah. That was across asphalt. What are his shoes made of? Magic. 
That's what it looks like. It, it looks, looks like, like he they just throw Robin in the back of the truck. Yeah, he gets punched in the face, knocked unconscious, which just keeps happening. And then he wakes up, he opens a, a keg of oil or something. Okay, see, I was like, is that the gasoline? Because I was like, maybe if it's the gasoline, then the truck will break down and Batman can come save him. But I don't know how cars worked at this time. <laughs> so I don't know where the gas tank would have been. I mean, I think the idea was that he's leaving a trail that's like following... I did figure that out later yeah. when Batman followed it. But I had a problem with that because Batman doesn't see him doing this. There's no discussion that this was going to happen. Uh-huh. And Batman doesn't follow it for a while. So Batman has no way of knowing that this trail is leading... Also, historically, Batman is not great at picking up on No. Clues. And there's no reason that they should assume that it's coming from that car. It could have come from a different car. I don't know, man. Maybe it was gunpowder or some shit? Oh, it's liquid. And he immediately just goes back to pretending to be unconscious as soon as he does that. Right. This is smart. Yeah. Uh, and then until they get to the hideout, at which point he, he jumps up and he just runs away and he climbs a tree. He climbs a tree like a cat. Yeah, because Bob is not good at fighting. No. He just he runs. Strength. Meanwhile, Batman very slowly climbs up the mountain and gets into his car. Uh, Robin continues running away, mm-hmm. hides behind some bushes while the criminals go into the shack where Morton is being held. They tell him, they tell Morton that he, uh, they, they tell Morton what they want to know and that the wizard, they tell Morton he will tell them what they want to know and that the wizard will soon be there and force him to, to say what they want. And he's incredulous even though both these things have already happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so confused. I had to go back. We're watching this on YouTube, so I thought maybe there was something where I, I watched the wrong part or they were misleading. They glitched it or something? Yeah. And they glitched it. And no, this is. I went through like a couple versions of this. It he's, happens. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, there's no way the wizard can come here. There's no way I'll ever tell you what you want to know, even though he's already done those. Right. Also, then the wizard does show up and starts asking about a formula for power. Yeah. Which is like, what do you want? Pick one thing yes. so that I can follow along because I'm so confused. Do you want diamonds? Do you want explosives? Do you want... Do you want to control power? the trains? What is... Anyway. And I also felt like this... This felt like less sinister of a use for this than what we'd already thought it was. I felt like it should have gone the other direction, that it was a power source that could also be used as an explosive. Right. If it's an explosive and the wizard wants to use it as a power source, this is making like him less battery. evil. Yeah. This makes him less evil. This makes... Maybe he's trying to do something good. Yeah. Like, like he's creating some kind of alternative energy source. Uh, so he hypnotizes... Important to, to get him to reveal where the formula is. Mm-hmm. And then the wizard notices Robin's boots peeking out from behind the curtain and orders the criminals to shoot him. Got to Robin with no shoes running away <laughs> from the shack. But Morton gets a bad end of this and gets thrown against the fucking wall. Yeah. Why did Robin even put his shoes there? No one expected him to be there. I think that Robin was, because I was like, wait, what? I think that Robin was actually standing there, and they wanted us to believe that he pulled his shoes off, and that's just what they were left as. You know what this is like? This is like some cartoon 
where a character gets like so scared they like jump out of their feet exactly. and their shoes and yes. start away. No, that's exactly that's what that's the like. He wasn't he didn't play like a trick on the wizard, but he just got He's just scared. got so scared he jumped out of his shoes. Yes. We are not exact Robin runs away constantly throughout this whole thing. That's I feel like if we could make a montage it would be We gotta do that. We will make long. a montage, we'll put it up on the Facebook of all the times Robin runs away. He's yeah. a regular Forrest Gump in this movie. He really is. And if even if we just did it for like one episode, you'd be like, Oh, that's not that much and then if I were to tell you like no. An episode is seventeen minutes and Robin just ran for three. I'm gonna cut this together. I'll cut together all the, the footage of Robin running away for this whole series. I will not because I don't know how to do anything. I'll figure it out. The wizard uh, reveals that it's uh, no that already happened. Batman yeah. follows the oil trail to the hideout. Robin tries to run away again, but is caught. When Batman uh, shows up and then Robin is knocked unconscious again. And the criminals escape through a back door of the, the shack. Right. Batman inspects Morton and declares he has a head injury. No shit. Yeah. And then the wizard laughs and says, you're clever, Batman, but not as clever as the wizard. And then just pulls a gun. Right. But he's not there. What did you... Because then Batman throws that thing at it and it shatters. Yeah. But before we get to that, what did you... Interpret what? What does he mean by that? Like that you're clever, but not as clever as the wizard. I think that it's like classic sociopath taunting the police. Like he sees him as a police. Figure. I wouldn't know. I can't. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be a sociopath. Stop it! I just read a lot of books. Stop. Um, I should make fun of you. You might. <laughs> you might do something. Only thirty percent of the time is it a danger. But like, I think he's also trying to tell Batman that like. Batman knows this person. Yeah. Like, you think you're so smart finding us here and whatever, but you're not as smart as you think because you already know me and you don't have any clue who this is. I guess I'm confused. Just at first when that happened, I thought he was saying, you're not clever enough to, to bring a gun, and so I'm going to pull out a gun, I'm going to get you, and I'll win that. But then it, Batman throws an ashtray or something, and... Uh, the, so it's almost as big as Right. The wizard just shatters, revealing it's like a television screen. Right. Because this is nice. 19- also, flat screen TV. That was a huge flat screen TV. Yeah, it, it wasn't really like a TV, it was more like a mirror. Right. Batman just calls it a TV screen because this is 1949 and Batman doesn't know how TV works. Batman doesn't know how a lot of things work. Yeah. But if. I guess what I'm saying is if he's not really there. Why pull a gun on Batman? What is his goal on this? He can't shoot him if he's not there. Because for a series with a smarter protagonist, I would say maybe it's a clue. But it's Batman, so maybe it's just a threat. I guess. It, but it just feels Maybe like... it's also a clue of, like, so the person that is the wizard would need the gun. Because in pretty much everything we've seen so far, anytime, even with Daka, he fought physically until he was at his last, like, last stretch and used the gun, to thre- the knife to threaten Linda. Like, he never uses a gun. So maybe this is saying that the character that's playing the wizard doesn't have that kind of skill. We've seen plenty of henchmen with guns. I don't think they're opposed but to... But not the bad guy. I think there's almost a certain, like, honor. I feel like this just... 
feel like we're spending more time talking about this than they did writing this. Sure. I feel like this was just an immediately just like a bait and switch of like Batman's in danger. Aha! No, he's really not. And they didn't go back and rewrite. They they didn't edit this at all. They just sure. said, oh, oh no, this was like a one shot, and everything was one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Um, uh, oh, Ron Hubbard, first thought, best thought, out the door. Yes. No reason to edit anything I wrote. Here is the question that just came to me. So we keep talking about Robin. He's getting knocked unconscious. Yeah. Is Robin the new Linda? He kind of is. He's always he in danger. He really is. He's always he's in danger. He gets told left to stay in the car and he doesn't. Yeah. He walks into dangerous situations. His only recourse is running away. Maybe that's why Linda's gone. Yeah. Because Robin is... Vicky Vale's kind of taken over the Robin role. Yeah. She's more competent than Robin. Yeah, much more competent. But Batman keeps Robin around because he loves it. <laughs> a radio broadcaster predicts the wizard's next crime. Robin suggests that the broadcaster might be the wizard, and Batman is still doubtful. Right. Commissioner Gordon stands by Gordon's bedside at the hospital, and he asks the doctor, how soon will he be able to talk? And the doctor replies, any minute now. Because you can predict that with, like, film pictures. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that's how that's medicine a works. works. Nice. Uh, Vicky wants to take a picture of the unconscious woman. <laughs> the doctor says it might upset him. Did that seem weird to you? Yeah, it did. I was like, what? It's like those death portraits. Have you yeah. seen those? The Victorian death portraits? I've heard of that. I love them. So when someone would die, they would like stage them like they were living like in a chair. or Sometimes they would like take casket pictures. I mean, we take casket pictures yeah. now, but like everyone's clearly dead. They would like pose them like weird dolls, uh-huh. and then oh, we're at that part now. Yeah. And take pictures of them when they're dead. That's almost what this feels like to me. I'm. This is the first time where I'm kind of on everyone else's side. I'm like, Vicky, no, stop taking pictures. Oh, I agree, a hundred percent. I'm like, Vicky, come on, have some class. Yeah, this guy's in there. Come it's a little on. tasteless, <laughs> and it is tasteless. <laughs> and uh, Vicky says. And the doctor says it, it might be rude to take a picture of this guy in a coma. Uh, she says, what's the use of being a photographer? Everyone says, please don't take any pictures. <laughs> I did like that line. It was very funny. <laughs> Which is true, but that's just, this is not the best moment to be exasperated. She's a paparazzi. Yeah. Paparazzo. A criminal plants a listening device in a group. A criminal pretending to be a, a doctor or a nurse or an orderly or something. Uh, places... A listening device in a bouquet of flowers as Morton comes to. Tells Gordon where the formula is and the criminals listen in. Then everyone finds the radio and immediately leaves Batman. Or Bruce makes some excuse not to go with Vicky. He's tired. Gotta get some vitamins. Criminals try and steal the formula. Batman orders Robin to distract the criminals. So Robin runs away from yeah. the criminals. That's his distraction. Um, Batman starts punching the criminals. Or no, first he... There's, isn't this part with the cool head knock yeah. thing? That was a great move. He lifts them up in the air, like off the ground, and smashes their heads together. Yeah, that was great fight choreography. I was like, where has this Batman been? Yeah. <laughs> um, then he orders Robin not to follow him. As he runs in and starts punching criminals, knock him into a radio, which electrocutes him. Yep. I don't think right. this was the wizard doing this. I think just nope. getting knocked into a radio, the radio just 
start shocking it. We're in a hospital, though. Maybe it's a hospital machine, not a radio. I don't know what kind of machine it was. I don't feel like it should shock you by touching it, but... Right. Why do I know? I'm not a doctor. Arts degrees. Why does Batman even have Robin? Because he, every time there's any danger, this is like the perfect scenario where he's like, you know what? I probably shouldn't face six guys all by myself. Maybe I want some backup. But he's very consciously just says, Robin, no, no. I'm going to handle this all by myself. Because that man loves Dick. He wants to protect him. That's why. And he wants to have him nearby at all times. Yeah. Exactly. You should have left the cape off, though. Everyone knows capes are dangerous. Capes are dumb. Bruce loves Dick. Bruce loves Dick. So we're basically at the end of the fourth section. Yeah. What do you Um, think so far? What what are your thoughts with the... I still think this is hard to get through. Yeah. Um, I have watched seven episodes. It took me a solid four hours because I kept having to take breaks because I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to crawl in the hole and die instead. Really bad. Um, what are your theories? Who do you think the wizard is? I think it's probably the... are not as formulaic. No. And I can attest from 5, 6, 7, they continue to get less formulaic. There's still and a lot of Batman being in peril, and then... But then they'll, like, on. announce over top of it that's like, oh, will Linda get out of this predicament, or is Robin safe? And you're like, well, we didn't even just see them in that. Yeah. What? But now you're like, I, I want to know what happened. Yeah. No, I don't want to know. I want it to be over. <laughs> but... So far, I would say this Batman is vastly superior to the first Batman. Yeah, well, let's wait till we get to the end of this, then we'll do our, our ranking and see where... I might change my mind. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where... What's this guy's name then? Ooh, shit. Um, Whatever his name is. We'll see where he falls on our list of all the Batman from no one at the that top tall. to uh, to Lewis Wilson at the bottom. Robert Lowry. That's Batman. He sounds like a teacher. Um, yeah. I want to plug, uh, let's give a shout out to, uh, I don't think we've mentioned her, but Allison Ray, who designed our, our logo. Yeah. Um, AllisonRay.com. Uh, is it Allison Ray Underwood? Allison Ray Underwood. I'm going to have to edit this out. Uh, either way, you can um, search for her. She's on the internet, also on Facebook. Um, she is a graphic design student and a friend of mine from Kentucky who did our logo. We are very grateful for that. Um, I want to give a shout out to our uh, benevolent lord and master, Joe Gilpin, who hosts this and helps produce it. 
Yes. And uh, he runs a great, great podcast called Up, Up, and Away. It's all about comic books. It's fantastic. Check it out. Uh, yep, that's pretty much all we've got for this week. So Yeah, check us out on um, Facebook. Like the page. Subscribe. You can find our information on there. We'll yeah. add it up there. So if you want to follow our day-to-day happenings, you can. Follow Chelsea on Twitter at Mountain Broad. On Mountain Broad, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Rathbun. Uh, from both of us here at Na 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 Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.